Good morning, everyone. Before you're seated, I want you, I want you to direct your attention toward the screen. We're going to get, uh, uh, why don't we go ahead and stand for the reading of the word today? Uh, we're going to read together as a family. It's Christmas time. We need some familiness going on around here, right? So, so uh, at this time, if you will, direct your attention toward the screen. We're going to read together uh, the, basically the opening greeting that the Apostle James gave to the early church. Uh, we're going to read from James chapter 1, starting with verse 1, just through verse 4. Let's all read together. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations... Greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Your word is life. And so we just pray that it speaks life into each and every one of our hearts today. Draw us closer to you. Draw us inside of you that we can, we can grow up in you, Lord, to be more like you. Father, bring us joy this season, not just during the holidays, but all the days moving into this next decade. Thank you, Lord, for Becca and all those who put so much work into this children's program. Thank you for these beautiful children and this, these beautiful youth who have just praised you today and honored you, and uh, it has brought joy into our hearts. And we just praise you in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. amen. And you can be seated. Good morning, everybody. Y'all doing all right? If nobody has told you yet this morning, let me be the first one to tell you that I love you, each and every one of you. Uh, there's not a day that goes by that I'm not lifting this congregation up in prayer and uh, just praying over you and, and just trusting that the Lord has you in his best hands. And uh, so thank you for being here. I don't know about you guys. We, now, our meditative word today for Advent uh, that the Smart family just beautifully presented to us today is uh, joy. Joy. And, and if, if you can't get any joy out of seeing a bunch of kids get up here and uh, praise God with, with signs and and, and stringed instruments and uh, T-Rexes and Velociraptors and an Iron Bat. I was correct. It's not Iron Man. He's got a Batman cape and an Iron Man mask. So he's Iron, Iron Bat and cows and wise guys and angels, all this stuff. Uh, if you can't get joy over that, then, you're, then you are a Grinch, okay? And we're going to pray for you. We're going to bring you down and pray for you today. But uh, Becca, thank you so much for putting so much work into this. You did a wonderful job. And they're going to come back up and finish off once I'm done talking. Uh, Bob, it's so good to see you today. Yeah. Everyone happy to see Bob? Yeah. We have missed you. We have missed you. Well, we are praying for Carrie daily, and, and uh, she's had a good week, from what I understand. And uh, we're just trusting the Lord and his process and his purpose. And uh, uh, to, to the church, I also want to say on behalf of all the pastoral staff, thank you for the love offering that you took up. It was just uh, a, a great blessing that was handed to us last night in the form of, of, a, of a nice Christmas bonus, and uh, it was just a, just a blessing to us. We all got together, kind of did the uh, pastoral staff and elder, elder board Christmas party, and uh, it was much needed. Uh, we, we, had, we had a lot of good laughs, and it was good to hear Bob's laugh. It's been a while since I've heard Bob's laugh, so that was, that was good to hear. And uh, uh, fortunately, 
Unfortunately, there is photographic evidence of some craziness, but fortunately, it's not, nothing has uh, gone public yet, and, or hopefully it will at ever. <laughs> so, uh, I will say Bob does look interesting with pantyhose on his head. I'll just say that. <laughs> we'll just leave that there. <laughs> there is no way to explain it, so there's just, there's no explanation for it. So... <laughs> So, uh, this, this day, our word for the day is joy, joy. So today I want to talk to you about the, the subject of my lesson is le joie de la saison. Uh, let's see, Richard and Gigi aren't here today, I don't believe they could correct my French. It means the joy of the season, the joy of the season. Which season? Christmas season? Well, actually, any season that you're in right now, whether you're in a season of blessings, whether you're in a season of challenges, whether it's a pretty season, an ugly season, no matter what season you're in, you can experience joy today. And that's our great hope. Joy is actually really interesting because joy is not an emotion. Joy is not happiness. Now, you may feel some great emotions because of joy. You may encounter happiness because of joy. But joy is neither one of those things. Joy is not something that can be conjured up by terrestrial earthly things. The Bible tells us that joy is a fruit. You can make a marmalade out of it, maybe. Joy is a fruit. Uh, it is one of the fruit of the Spirit. There's only one Spirit. There's really only one fruit of the Spirit, but it manifests in many different ways. Galatians 5.22 tells us, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of joy in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. It'll even give you self-control. Man, we could use some self-control during this holiday season, couldn't we? Y'all want to know how to pray for Pastor Dave? Let me tell you how to pray for Pastor I need victory over cheesecake. I wish I had just as much victory over cheesecake as I do, like, I don't know, cocaine or something. You can put a pile of cocaine in front of me. It's not going to affect me one bit. I don't do drugs. I'm not tempted by it. Man, you put a cheesecake in front of me, I start sweating and shaking. So, Brent, that's why I was asking you the other day. Brent and I were at a luncheon together. I was like, they had two pieces of cake in front of us. One was like a chocolate cake. The other was cheesecake. And I didn't want to be rude, but, man, I was sweating. I said, Brent, which one you want? And he's, well, I, I mean, I'll, I'll take the chocolate in case you want it. And I, by that time, I had half the cheesecake gone. I was like, nope. No, you can keep that chocolate cake. I'll take that cheesecake. So, we need some self-control. But the Bible says against all these things, all these different type of fruit, there is no law. There's no law that prevents you from being joyous. There's no rule. There's no cosmic rule that says that if you're having a bad day, you can't experience joy right in the midst of all the badness. There's nothing, you know, now people may not be able to understand it. People may kind of get a little weird on you. But, you know, how can you be so happy? How can you be so joyous if you're going through this or if this has happened? Do you not even care? Well, of course you care. Of course you deal with rough thoughts and fears and anxieties, but you can also experience joy. Why? Because joy is not anything that's terrestrial. Joy is not something that's physical. It's a spiritual thing, which means it transcends anything that we deal with out here because it comes straight from the Holy Spirit, from within you. So I want to talk a little bit, uh, uh, first of all, that... that you can, you can go through the worst season of your life, yet still the joy of the Lord is still going to be your strength, Nehemiah 8 and 10. I want to talk to you a little bit about pure joy. Let's go back to verse 2. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials 
of many kind. So if you're in the middle of a device, a diverse set of trials, problems, issues, you can consider it pure joy. I love the way the NIV words it. Pure joy. It is the purest form of joy. Why is that? Because when you experience joy in the midst of your storms, you can know that it is the purest joy because it, it is coming from deep within you, from the very core of where the Holy Spirit is seated. It is not based on anything anyone could conjure up for you, any accomplishment you could produce, anything this world has to offer. It is simply provided and supplied by the very Spirit of God, the same Spirit of God that rose Christ from the dead. That's a pretty powerful spirit that could reanimate a body. Raise Christ from the dead. The Bible said that same Spirit quickens your mortal body. But that very same Spirit, trust me, is powerful enough to produce a wellspring of joy that you can manifest in your life that will transcend any, any issue you may have going into this holiday season. Matter of fact, 1 Peter says it like this. We're going to read from the, the Passion Translation. It says, you love him, talking about God, you love God passionately, although you did not see him, but through believing in him, you are saturated with an ecstatic joy indescribably sublime and immersed in glory. So because of your love, your great love for God, you're overwhelmed by this ecstatic, this crazy joy that, that you can't even put into words. It's indescribable and it's sublime. And it's wrapped, it's, it's immersed or buried or wrapped in something. What is it wrapped in? Glory. It says that it is this joy that you get to experience is immersed in glory. So, man, okay, how can we actually allow this joy to manifest in our life? Well, the key is glory. That's the package. You know, we're all going to be wrapping or, or wrapping presents and unwrapping presents here in the coming days. So, so God has a present for you, and that's joy. And he wraps it in glory. Now, that's the very interesting thing because God doesn't produce glory for us. We produce glory for him. We come together and what do we do? We glorify his name. We give him glory. How do we do it? Through our times of praise, through our times of worship. Uh, that's why it's important when we come in here that we're just not doing Sunday morning karaoke, you know, uh, just singing the songs, going through the motion. But no, I, I love it when, when, we're, when we're singing together and I, I kind of pan the crowd and I can see some of you guys weeping or just, just praising and getting lost in the song as if no one else is there. Why? Because you are producing glory in your life. You are glorifying him. Well, what, what does that mean? You're, you get to experience some joy that transcends other things. And it's not just during your time, a, a musical time that we come together, but it's every aspect of your life. The Bible says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. When you begin to acknowledge him with every aspect of your life, it's a form of worship. It's a form of praise. Your whole life in itself becomes worship and praise, which means that you glorify him with everything you do, which means that you actually have this container of joy now, this container of joy. Romans 8, 18 says this, I am convinced that any suffering we endure is less than nothing. 
The suffering's not just nothing, it's less than nothing compared to the magnitude of glory or container of joy, the magnitude of this container of joy that is about to be unveiled within us. I want to speak this out over someone today, that maybe this last decade has been a, a rough time in your life. Maybe you've seen your, your share of heartache, maybe you've had your, your share of trials and tribulations, but whatever you've had to suffer, perhaps it's been in recent days or in, in years gone by, it pales in comparison to the glory or the container of joy that's about to be unleashed in your family's life, in your household, coming up this next decade. Someone received that in the name of Jesus today. I'm telling you, God's wanting someone to know that what he has in store for you will, will make every ounce of suffering, every ounce of, of uh, issue and problem that you've had to overcome pale in comparison. You're, you're going to experience so much joy, and it's going to be joy that doesn't make crazy joy. You ought to be depressed, but yet you're joyous. You ought to be fretting, yet you're happy and glorious and, and joyous because what God has in store for you is going to make everything pale, I promise you. So we produce glory. We give glory to God. Our worship uh, produces glory. Something has been immersed into that glory and it's joy. So by living our life for him and acknowledging him in all of our ways, we manifest the very package of glory that contains pure joy. So... In closing today, I want to kind of go over a few points, some, some thoughts that I've been praying on and meditating on all week long about fostering a mindset of joy. God sometimes wants to bubble some things up and we just don't receive it. It bubbles up and just kind of runs off someplace, you know? You ever felt like this happened, that you kind of missed the blessing that God had for you because you got consumed with everything else? Uh, sometimes you have to allow yourself to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, you know, uh, transformed by... Uh, the way that, that, that you think and perceive about things. So everyone relax. We just got dinosaurs blowing up. That's all. They're about to come back up. So we've all seen dinosaurs blow up before, right? So, all right, here we go. <laughs> Fostering a mindset of joy. I want to talk about five things really quick. We're going to go really quick. So if, if you want to take pictures of this or jot them down, the first thing is you need to own your joy. You need to own your joy. In other words, nothing and nobody is responsible for your joy other than God. Your joy is a direct result of the, your relationship with the Holy Spirit. You need to own the responsibility of connecting with the Holy Spirit and doing things that direct you in your path to joy. Uh, in other words, your spouse can't give you joy. Your kids can't give you joy. Your job can't give you joy. Now, you can get happiness from them. You can get pleasant vibes from them. But, but those are wonderful emotions that are fleeting. But pure joy, nobody else, nothing else can give it to you. Don't try to put that responsibility on anyone else. You need to own it and realize I, I've got to connect with God in order to get this joy. Number two, the next thing, I want to tell you to challenge your own story. You know, we all have stories. We all have histories. We all have uh, journeys that we've taken. And we tell ourselves our stories and we think about our stories and we rehearse it and retell it. And sometimes our story has a tendency of, of keeping us from encountering joy. Uh, well, I want to tell you to challenge your own story because the way that you tell your story is not absolute truth. It's merely a perspective of your history, a perspective of your path, a perspective of your past. So if you can learn to look at your past from a different angle, from a different perspective, tell your, retell your story to yourself in a different way. I'm not telling you to make up some fake past or anything. 
You know, I'm just saying, look at it different. Challenge the way that you've told it to yourself. Rewrite it. You wrote the script in the first place. Rewrite it. Don't let your past inhibit your joy of today because God's got fresh joy for you. And tomorrow he's got a whole brand new batch for you. So don't let your past rewrite it. Challenge it. If, if something from your history is keeping you from being joyous, look at it from a different angle. The Bible says, don't be conformed to the image of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, you've got to think different. If you'll change the way you think, your life will change, I promise you. Number three, enjoy your journey. Far too often, we try to reserve joy for when we reach the destination or achieve the goal. I mean, it's great to be goal-driven and destination-oriented, but you need to learn to have fun along the way. Learn to enjoy the journey. Don't celebrate at the finish line, but decide to celebrate the entire trip. Be joyous all along the way. You know, hey, when I finally get that one promotion, I can be happy. I can be joyous. Or when, when I finally make X amount of money, or when I, when I finally... When I finally find a spouse, when I finally, you know, achieve this, when I finally sell this many homes or, or whatever, whatever the thing is, you know, hey, look, celebrate them, but sometimes you're going to have to slice you off a piece of cake and stick a candle on it right now and celebrate just with what today had to offer and the blessings of the day. So enjoy your journey. Foster this mindset of joy. Number four, make relationships count. Your relationship with God, first of all. Uh, it's wonderful to have this relationship with God because you understand that there's a, there's a higher power that's well in control of your life and at the helm of your life. So if there's an issue you need to talk about, you can go directly to the boss, right? Enjoy your relationship with yourself. You have to. You've got to learn to love yourself. Hey, the Lord's been dealing with me on this. You've got to learn to love yourself because you can't love anyone else with the fullness of potential until you learn to love yourself. Love thy neighbor as you love thyself. How can I love you if I can't love myself? You need to put you on the calendar. Do something for you. If you can't learn to love yourself, it's going to be hard for someone else to value you. So put some value on yourself. Christ did. He valued, enough to, uh, valued you enough to die for you. So take time to enjoy relationships with your families and friends. Nature, nature actually, you, know, you, you can't be an island to yourself. You can't isolate yourself. Nature teaches in order to have fruit of any kind, you've got to have relationship. There's got to be cross-pollination for flowers to grow, for fruit to be born. You know, if you're going to start a family, there's got to be a relationship in order for you to be able to have kids, right? If you're going to bear fruit in your life, you're going to have to have friends. You're going to have to have companions. You're going to have to have relationships. Foster relationships, godly relationships. Matter of fact, in order for the fruit of the Spirit to, to rise up in your life, you've got to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. So make relationships count to bear the fruit of joy in your life. Finally, balance work with play. You can't do exclusively one or the other, right? If you work all the time, you're going to burn yourself out. If you play all the time and you don't want to work, well, you're going to be a lot of fun, but you're also going to be hungry, right? So work hard, but find some play time to balance things out. Even with your kids, you can't just constantly be a disciplinarian with your kids. you got to learn to play. That's when you begin to impart things in them. Say, well, now I've got to work hard so I can leave stuff to my kids. It's, it's, it's not so much what you leave for your kids, but it's what you leave in your kids, right? Because if you don't leave anything in them, they'll blow through whatever you leave for them. But if you can impart and leave something in them, they'll prosper with whatever you leave for them. And when you play, when you learn to play, when you learn to laugh, 
and love and just enjoy the company, not just of your children, but of, but of friends. You know, last night, our, our pastoral staff uh, uh, Christmas party, it did me a lot of good. Uh, why? Because there wasn't a whole lot of seriousness that went on. About the only thing that was serious was just how organized Kate had that whole thing, which was that with some serious organization, was it not, Linda? Uh, but the fact, the fact that we could laugh at each other, laugh with each other, uh, and play, well, what, what did it do? I felt, like I, I felt like everybody imparted something to me, gave me a piece of themselves that I could walk away and, 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 and be better. And, and as a family, as a church family, we need to do that. We need to learn not only how to work together in the kingdom, but how to play together in the kingdom. Uh, not just as a church family, but with our connections to the community and the greater community. Amen? So, work hard, play hard. So, I want to encourage you today. Oh, that's my last slide. Look at that. So, as, as the kids are working, working their way up here and the dinosaurs are trying not to fall over and all that good stuff, they're going to bless us with one last song. I want to encourage you today to pray about how you can foster joy and la joie de la saison, the joy of the season, whatever season you are going through in life. At this time, let's stand up. We're going to all stand up for this last song. Anyone need some good news in your life? Hey, I'll take some good news. These, song, these kids are going to sing about good news today.